Welcome back to Omid Yomi. Today we're continuing to learn one Omid at a time. It's a chuz, is a merit for all the hostages to come home safely for Israel to resolve this conflict in the way that's best and most optimal for them and the merit of our soldiers. We are picking up on the bottom of Ches Omid Beis because today's dive is Tess Omid Aleph. Our mission we'll read again, we started yesterday, was Ein ben There's no difference between the laws in regards to writing the books of Tanakh and the laws pertaining to writing the Tefillin and the Mezuzah, but the Svarim can be written in any language, which Tefillin and Mezuzah whereas Tefillin and Mezuzah can only be written in Ashuras. Ashuras is the Hebrew lettering. qualifies this, or at least or he argues, we'll see. He says this, that we allow the Sefer Torah to be written in another language. What we mean by that is written in Greek. In any other language, we would not have the sanctity of a Sefer Torah. But regards to the way you sew it, the sinews you use to sew the, the piece of parchment together, the fact that the hands become tummy, which we discussed previously, that both the Tefillah Mezuzah and the um, books of Tanakh are all the same, and, they, and that they, you need the same and the way you sew it together. Okay, now we have a problem. So again, the Mishnah says that the, the books of Tanakh can be written in any language. Or a minute, we have a problem for the following b'risa. If one writes Hebrew text in Aramaic, or if one writes an Aramaic text, as in there are Aramaic words found throughout Tanakh, and they write it in Hebrew, or if they write, write it with every script, so this is a uh, very interesting topic, not for now, but it seems at some point in history, the letters that we use change slightly. I mean, it seems it's the truth. The letters change slightly, and what used to be Ksav Ivri, now we have Ksav Ashuris. If you want to see a good example of this, compare the letters of our Sefer Torah with the letters of the Dead Sea Scrolls. Okay. These scrolls do not convey Toma, i.e., that if you write if you write the wrong language or you write in the wrong script, so you don't have a holy scroll in front of you. The only way you can have a holy script as in the Torah, what qualifies as a Torah is you write it in Ashuris on a parchment with black ink. Meaning to say, if there's no sanctity to these items, so clearly uh, it's not the right way to do it. Amarava, so what's our problem? Our Mishnah told us you could write it in any language, and here our Bryce is saying if you write it in another language other than Sava Ashuris, then it's uh it's not it's not holy. So Amarava, Lokasha, now he turns to the top of Testament Olive, Kam Shalahan. Our mission, which says a foreign language is allowed, it's when it's transliterated using Ashura's script. So you're using Ashura's script, the Aleph base, you're just writing it in, a, in another language, transliteration. Whereas the Brysa, which says it doesn't work, that's when you're using the actual, the actual Ksav, the actual script, the letters are, you know, English letter, English alphabet. This doesn't work. Why, why do you make this so kimped? Why do you explain the price this way? The goof on Jalahan, using, saying that we're talking about transliteration. My Arye Mikra Shakasvo Targum Targum Shakas Mikra. If so, the Bryce explicitly talks about Hebrew text that one writes in Aramaic and Aramaic that one writes in Hebrew. I feel Mikra Shakas Mikra of the Targum Shakas Targum Nami. Whereas if you were saying the whole idea is about transliteration, so why do we need to talk about a Hebrew text written in Aramaic and Aramaic text written in Hebrew? We could talk about a Hebrew text that he writes in Hebrew and Aramaic text he writes in Hebrew. If you use the uh, meaning, it's if you use the wrong letters, that's the issue, and therefore it shouldn't be valid. 
the Tani, because our Bryce said, Ashitu Ashur's Asheru Dayo, because our Misha said, it's not, doesn't have sanctity, it's not a valid to return until you write in Ashur's on script in black ink. So why are you saying, oh no, maybe it's talking about transliteration, regardless of that? Regardless of that, it's going to be possible. Elokasha, so there's no problem. Meaning now there's a different resolution to why our Mishnah says you can write in other languages, whereas our Bryce says if you write in other languages, it's not valid. Harabbanon, our Mishnah is going according to the rabbis. Our Bryce is going according to the opinion of our Shimon ben Gamliel, who is in our Mishnah, who says you can only write in Ivanis, in Greek. But other than that, it's a problem. So I get our Mishnah, which says you can write in any language. That's the rabbis. Our Shimon Gamliel is our Bryce, so and our Bryce says any other language is possible. So the obvious question is, Yerushim Gamliel, Ha'ika Yivanis. Yerushim Gamliel didn't say every language is invalid. He only said, he said every language barring barring Yivanis, barring Greek, is invalid. Well, our Bryce doesn't qualify and say, you, you, um, if you write a, a, a Torah in any language other than Greek, it's, it's not not Thomas Yedayim. Bryce says a blanket statement, any language other than Ashuris is, other than Hebrew, is disqualified. So it can't be Yerushim Gamliel then, because Yerushim Gamliel has this caveat. So again, we have to now a different way to resolve the issue of between our mission and our bride. Our mission which says every language is, is good, whereas our bride says every language is not good. Khan the Svar, our mission is dealing with Svarim, as in uh, Tanakh. Khan, our bride is talking about Tzvil and Mezuzah. And Tzvil and Mezuzah have to be written in Ksava Shuris, uh, uh, fine, and Hebrew language. Tzvil and Mezuzah, my time. And why are Tzvil and Mezuzah different than the Sefer Torah? Mishum Dekzibahu Vahayu. Because written in the Mezuzah, it says, and these words shall be, meaning they should be as as they are written here, that's what they should be. They should remain in their original language. The script should not change. And that's the difference between the Tzvil and Mezuzah, which is our Brisa, versus our Mishnah, which is talking about other Svarim. Now, the question is, what possibility is there of Aramaic text that he writes in Hebrew? Meaning, we said a minute ago, an Aramaic text written in Hebrew, and Hebrew text written in Aramaic. Well, where do you have an Aramaic text written in Hebrew that, that could have been written in Hebrew in the Tzvil and Mezuzah? So, Bish, Slama, Torah, Ika, So, in the Torah, there are Aramaic words. One word would be in Bereshis. We say, Yigar, Shadusa. Ella, Hachi, my Targum, Ika. Whereas, in Tzvil Mezuzah, where is there Aramaic? And since there is no Aramaic in Tzvil Mezuzah, it cannot be there's a subject of our Brisa, because our Brisa talks about Aramaic text written in Hebrew. Well, there is no Aramaic text written in Hebrew. Again, our Mishnah says, any Hebrew text written in Aramaic, or Aramaic text written in Hebrew. The implication is there is an Aramaic text somewhere here, which you write in Hebrew, which you should not have done. So in the Torah, we can conceive of a place where that happens. But in the Tzvil Mezuzah, there is no Aramaic text to write in Hebrew, so then our, clearly our Bryce is not talking about Tzvil Mezuzah. Uh, which, and therefore, that cannot be the answer, the, the distinction, the difference between our Bryce and our Mishnah, or the resolution to our, our, our stira, our contradiction is, the Mishnah is talking about other Svarim, whereas the Bryce is talking about Tzvil Mezuzah. After all, the Bryce, the Tzvil Mezuzah do not have, do not have Aramaic in them, and our Bryce explicitly mentioned the fact that there was Aramaic in this text that a person goes out of his way to write in Hebrew, and that's why it's disqualified. Elokasha, Khan of Megillah, our Bryce is talking about the Megillah, Khan of his farm, whereas the Mishnah talks about the other books of Tanakh, and and other books of Tanakh can be written in any language, but Megillah can only be written in the original language. Megillah, my time, what's the reason a Megillah can only be written in Hebrew? It's in the Mezuzah, it writes in the Megillah, it says you should write it. Uh, as they were written according to their time. Th that implies it cannot be changed. Next question is going to be, and where do we have, my where is the possibility of, an, of, of Aramaic being written in the Megillah that the Bryce says you cannot write in Hebrew? Amra Papa, Minishna Pasgam Hamelech. 
the king's decrees shall be heard. Paskam is an Aramaic word. If Nachman Yitzhak Omar, actually, there's another time, and all the women will give honor to their husbands. That too is an Aramaic word. Yikar. Okay. Yikar means kavod. Continues the Gemara. I have another resolution to the stira. Says the Gemara. Ravashi Omar. Kitanya hu Our Brisa is talking about other the other parts of books of scripture, as in the Nevi'im uh, Suvim. But the Torah, the Torah, and not the Torah. Rabbi Yehudi, it's going according to Rabbi Yehuda, who explained, uh, Rabbi Yehuda, what Rabbi Yehuda says, Rabbi Yehuda is actually going to explain Rabbi Shimon Gamliel, who in our Mishnah said, you can write in Yavonis. Did Tanya. I was taught a Brisa. Tefillin Mezuzah, ain't yichtam el Ashuras. Tefillin Mezuzah can only write in Ashuras, as we saw, as we saw from the way we saw, we, um, the verse we learned that of Vahayu. And our rabbis came along and permitted it to be written in Greek. So that's, this, is what, this is what Rabbi Yehuda says. Now, Rabbi Yehuda says our rabbis, what he means is Rabbi Shimon Gamliel permits it to be written in Greek, and we know that from our Mishnah. So again, Rabbi Yehuda says, Philip Mezuzah can only be written in Ashuris, whereas Rabbi Shimon Gamliel says it could be written in Greek, and he's, he's our rabbis. One minute, didn't we just say a minute ago that it says in Philip Mezuzah, it shall be, Teaching us, we're not allowed to deviate in writing in any other language. So, how therefore could Rishim ben Gamliel allow us to write it in in Greek? El Ema Svarim Nichtim Rather, read the books of Tanakh written in any language. And comes along Rabbi Shimon Gamliel. He permits it to be written in Greek, meaning to say we're not talking about Tefillah Mezuzah anymore. Now we're just talking about. The Svarim. And that's the answer that Rashim Gamil only allows it for Svarim, but he wouldn't allow it for, for Philip Mezuzah. One minute. The fact that the Brysa is now, what we did effect, effectively is we now, what we've effectively done here is we're saying that Rashim Gamil is talking about Shar Svarim, other books, and not to what Philip Mezuzah. But the implication is going to be, therefore, is that if Rashim Gamil is the one who allows Greek as a, as a Kula, everyone else would not allow it. Would Aser would prohibit it, but how can that be? Our Mishnah already tells us that the rabbis allowed writing the Sefer Torah in all languages. But the fact that now our Bryce is talking specifically about Rabbi Shimon Ben Gamliel's special dispensation to allow all Svarim to be written in Greek, the implication that everyone else, i.e., the Tanakam of our Mishnah, would not allow it. But our Tanakam, our Mishnah said explicitly. Let's look at the Mishnah. Just look page one page back. A savior can read all language. In fact, the distinction between the Tzvillim and and all the Svarim is the very fact that other Svarim can be written in any language. Any language certainly includes Greek. So we have a problem. Rather, we have to re we have to uh, amend the end of the Brisa. Rabbi Shimon Gamil said, "Not, not, not that you can write in Greek and anything else. Rather, he was giving a chumra, a stringency." That he only permitted the um, the Torah and the Vimuksubim to be written in Greek, but any other language was forbidden. So now what we have is as follows: Our rabbis, as in, excuse me, the Tanakhama says you can write a Sefer Torah in any language. Comes along Rabbi Shimon Ben Gamliel is like, no, 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 you can only write in Greek because Greek's a beautiful language, but any other language would be prohibited. Okay, the Tanya, and it was taught in a Brisa. On Rabbi Yehuda, Lotiro Ella Sefer Sefer Torah. This that our rabbis said you can write a uh, Sefer Torah in Greek. They only allowed a Sefer Torah, but they wouldn't allow they wouldn't allow anything else, i.e. the Tzvillin Mezuzah. Now, why did they permit Greek? 
So, because of a certain story, which we we maybe we've heard the story, but when it comes up in Shivas Betamas, excuse me, because there's a certain incident with King Ptolemy. What's the story? He gathered 72 elders, 72 rabbis in Israel, and placed them in 72 different rooms. He said to them, I'm not going to, I'm not telling you why I'm bringing you here. Once they were in each in their individual rooms, he visited each one of them separately, and he said, and translate the Greek Torah for me, the Torah of Moshe, sorry, translate into Greek the Torah of Moshe for me. So what he effectively does, he wants the Torah translated, he didn't want them playing any games, so he separates all of them, therefore, they're all, they, they can't, they can't talk to one another. They can't conspire with one another. They're, they're all going to have to write effectively the truth. Otherwise, uh, they'll be caught for lying. Now, what was this? What was the uh, the, the uh, great miracle? God placed in each one of their hearts Eitzah. And all of them independently arrived at a common decision to translate. We'll see various words that's coming up in the next of the next uh, few lines. They all tra translate various words of the Torah differently in order not to convey certain impressions of what the Torah of what the Torah means. So what the miracle here is you had 72 rabbis in, in, in 72 different rooms, and yet they all came to the same conclusion. I believe I once heard Meshem Rafutner, that's not a miracle. The real miracle would be if you had 72 rabbis in the same room, and they all agreed on the same thing. Okay, so what is exactly what happens here? Says our Umara, where um, what, 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 what were the things they changed? So first they said, instead of they translating Barashas Bara Elokim, instead of translating that in the beginning, it was created God, which you, which is literally it seems to imply that God was created in the beginning. They, they translate as Elokim Bara Barashas. God created in the beginning. Again, they don't want to give the wrong impression that God was created. As Adam itself the Mus, we 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 have the passage that says Nas Adam that God said, "Let us create." Talking the plural, and Rashi puts out there because God conversed with the and with the angels and said to them, "Is this a good idea?" Showing the humility of God, but then that implies a duality in God. Because if you don't know the angels are there, so it's Nasa, let us make it. It's God talking to each other, God forbid. So rather, Esa Adam that sound Banuas, they translate in singular, I shall make God in, in my image and form. And he completed the sixth day and he rested on the seventh day. Because the, the literal translation here is and God completed on the seventh day. Then implies he worked on the seventh day, i.e., there's, there's no need to rest on Shabbos. So therefore they said he completed the sixth day and rested the seventh day. Zohar Baram. Male and female he created. He created, he not right, they created. Meaning to say, again, you want to keep away from the duality here. Come, let me descend. I will confuse them with their language. In the Tower of Babel story, he did, again, God conversed with the angels. And the way we translate is in the plural, but they translate in the singular. And Sarah laughed among her relatives. Why? Rather than saying that she laughed eternally, because that would imply that God had favorites. When Yaakov talks to Shimon Levi, he goes, For in their, in their fury, they killed an ox, and at their whim, they uprooted the, the manger. Whereas really, it's um, it's hargu ish. It's they killed a man, but they didn't they didn't want him to say, oh look, the Jewish people were born as murderers. And says Moshe took his wife and suddenly mounted them on a carrier of men. We our verse really tells us he mounted them on a donkey, but a donkey apparently back then a donkey's like riding a, I don't know a, a Hyundai, and he, they they want to fly the Moshe rode a Lexus, you know a, 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 a camel, something more prestigious. They didn't want it to say, oh, look, Moshe you know, only drove around his Hyundai or whatever version of 
I guess, car that's not conveying wealth or prestige. So they they they, tra they change it as well. And said, and they, the children of Israel, they stayed in Egypt and in other lands for 400 years. It's really, it's 430 years, but they, they, they that's not true. And you can, you can misinterpret it. So they did that as well. And they said, the Zutoya of the children of Israel, it should be the lads, but they didn't want it to sound like Moshe was sending uh, lads. They changed it to the uh, Zutute, which are nobles. Similarly, by El Zutute, but they Israel, Lay Shalk Yado. Against the Zutute, the children of Israel, he did not put forth his hand. Again, really, it should be lads, but they translate as Zutute, which are nobles. Okay, we'll stop here. We'll pick up tomorrow with other places where they changed the meaning of the verse in order to, to, not to create the false impression. I wish you all a wonderful day.